Creators and journalists went hands-on with Jedi Survivor, bringing tons of news, gameplay, details, and updates. Sony's rumored to be working on a handheld that could release as soon as next year, and Marvel's Avengers has finally kicked the bucket. All this and more on this week's episode of Checkpoint. And we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show, bringing you the important news and breaking down the biggest stories in the gaming industry. I'm one of your hosts, Vince DeSantis, joined as always by James New York Walmer. James, how you doing, dude? What the one good? Doing good. Uh, thank you, audio listeners. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash strictly casual. Please hit us with a rating on audio platforms and subscribe on YouTube. It helps us out a bunch. Uh, our interview with Aaron LaPlante from Resident Evil Village is live on YouTube right now. Tomorrow, uh, I believe our interview with Joanne Higginbottom will be live on YouTube as well. And you can check those out. They are composers and uh, voice actors that are working on really cool stuff that we got to talk to them about. It's a really awesome opportunity. Uh, we're also chopping those up on TikTok and all that. So you can check those out as well. And thank you for checking those out. Those is, I feel like this is a, these are a big step for Strictly Casual and some of the stuff we're doing. It feels, uh, feels like a positive direction. So thank you guys for supporting that. We appreciate it a lot. We wouldn't have been able to get those press badges without y'all. Big Epic. time. Big time james i don't even want to skip a dang moment i want to jump right in to this big event that i wish i went to here in la i'm seeing photos yeah. of all these creators all these journalists taking photos with bd1 little jedi survivor preview event just an awesome presentation they set up and this feels like obviously this is not e3 time but this is what i would imagine e3 to be if i went to it um, like with a lot of different companies, not just one game, you know, it was really cool. James, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit of what we got at the preview event. We got a Jedi survivor hands on. And if you saw it, you know that there's some more questions than answers sometimes. And for me, that number one question is really, if we're being honest, where was Cal Kestis on January 6th? I could this not. Is the real that. questions. We're bringing you real answers today. <laughs> I'm playing around. There was a preview, and some of those hairstyles just looked a, a little too insurrectionist for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why they. Because here's the thing: I don't know why they showcased these. Like they went to the most like grungy ass, like yee yee ass haircut beard combo. They showed you the neck the beard slick back. Bro, like, like, like that, that was what they showed back you. Yes, they said, okay, you want to customize Cal Kestis? You can make him look slick back. Yeah. Asshole live for New Year's Eve. Sure, yeah. Real. Get sloppy steaks on sloppy Saturday night. Sloppy steaks <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, what we're talking about there is you can fully customize Cal Kestis now. Uh, for in, yeah. in the new game, you have full range yep. of hairstyles, facial hair. Jackets. Has, yeah. Uh, pants, shirts, everything. It's not just clothes. You can all the facial hair, like Vincent said. Now here's I think you messed up the color a little bit too. James, uh, where are the ponchos? All the gameplay we've seen are poncho lists. Zero ponchos. Big. I, I want a poncho, at least one. Maybe there'll be like one like nod to be like, okay, like here's your poncho. There better be. There be I better have the full collection of ponchos that I worked so hard to acquire. So in my platinum trophy run that I no. did this weekend. 
No, I don't think so. You did a platinum run? Dude, God bless you. I did oh it. I, I have the trophy. I I got the trophy in full wow. order finally. I kind of want it now. It felt really good, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually fun yeah. to go back and do it. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's some um, details that we have here. Um, I'll just I'll say a couple. You can say a couple, but this is from yeah, Rhino the Bouncer. Just forward. just a good roundup of some new details because he was killing it. He really was killing it. You can find plenty of videos that are from the people that are like actually went to the preview, you know. But this is like a great wrap up because some people didn't see everything, so you have to watch a lot of videos. But uh, people mm-hmm. say it's surpassing Fallen Order in all of the ways, meaning every way. Meaning we have customizations now. We talk including about disk size, including disk size, which is now at what 150 gigabytes. Uh, I think it's 150 for the deluxe edition. Good God, yeah. And Fallen Order was yeah. 80 on PS5. Mm-hmm. It's fat. There's town building now. There's a hub world that you're kind of going to, uh, which also has farming, which is similar. I I'm assuming it's similar to the terrarium in the mantis ship in the first game where you collect seeds from all the oh, planets okay. and plant them i'm assuming it's like along your travels you'll find seeds plant them in the town i guess but i guess there's more to it now it's not you just plant it and watch it grow there's like i don't know a little sim a little simulation dealio mm, what else we got we got a flying mount we got a grapple that you can use, um, lots of side quests, lots of NPCs that you can talk to, pick up little things here and there. Semi-open world with fast travel, thank God, uh, with an expanded map, new force abilities, and seven large plants. I don't know what seven large plants I would assume means. that large would be the size of like Zepho in the first game. I would consider that like the large planet because there was two okay. large planets in the first game and three smaller ones. So this is saying there's seven Where, large ones. Was it Zepho and Kashyyyk or Zepho? Yeah, I would or... say Zepho and Kashyyyk are the big ones. Dathomir being like medium size, and then yeah, uh, Bogano was small. And what was the uh-huh. last one? I literally was just did. What, it. what was the ice one? Was that Zepho? Oh no, that's Ilum. That one's also. But small. Ilum was big too. Yeah, but All like in comparison, in comparison, small. Okay. Because Zepho did have like the whole Republic ship on it. It was too. like six levels. Yeah, it was re- it was yeah, the it was worst insane. to navigate. Especially without fast travel, it was insane. Oh, yeah, thank God that's that's in this game. That's not on this list, but that's fast travels in this game. That's gonna make that platinum trophy so much easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also have Planet Kobo, Kobo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You skipped over the five combat stances. Sorry, get into that. That's what I want to hear from you, James. I want you to talk about it. So. Vincent, you said there's five combat stances and you can equip two at a time. Yes. Which means... They all have their own skills tree as well. Yes. So you can invest in particular combinations and particular skill sets, which I really like. It's less of a, like, everything is well-rounded and, like, they kind of don't scale. and It it allows for different... um, gameplay options i'm assuming by the end of the game not by the end of the story i assume you can stat out a couple of these like fully invest but to get all of them you would probably have to go and do all the side stuff yeah or Mm. maybe on maybe new game plus too um no i think you're right side stuff but that makes it more you have to be intentional i guess about what you like to use and that is the important piece i think that you're talking about yeah is you don't want to just you don't want to just land on a random stance. You want to 
play with all the stances base level and be like, oh, this has a lot of potential. I like this one. And then start using your upgrades on this. And let's let's run down our perspective five stances. Yes. We have double saber. So like two sabers. Two, sta- have two sabers, like staff. one, two hands. Yep. Two sabers, two hands. Two sabers, one hand, which Darth is Maul. a staff. Yeah. Darth Maul. Um, we have heavy. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Heavy. Yep. Kylo Ren. We have the normal one from the first game, which is just like single, single, I single, two handed, single. Yeah. And then there's also it's like a light two handed. Yes. And then there's and then I'm thinking like single and blast blaster. Yeah. Now for the last one, I was watching some coverage, and apparently yeah. you can parry with the blaster if you have that. See, that's what I was thinking. I called it from day one. That's yeah. so bloodborne of them. It's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, I can't wait, dude. I, I don't know which one I will probably choose. I, I'm probably going to do blaster, single, and then um, maybe the two-handed saber. Or not Not as in like the staff, not the Darth Maul, but the broken up into two hands as yeah. like maybe a more agile thing. I don't really know. I think it's gonna be the 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 blaster and the single, and then the single heavy, the Kylo Ren. Yeah, it's so cool. Cause after I finished Fallen Order, you know, did everything. I rarely used the double saber or the uh, Darth Maul saber. It was only when I was surrounded and I needed the extra, like, I don't know, like, yeah, length for that. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Which is cool though that they give you scenarios where you're forced to use it. Um, yeah. We have a couple more details. We you can recruit NPCs to open new shops in the hub world. I don't really understand like how the whole hub world's gonna work. It's probably just gonna be one of those things where once you're in it, you'll understand it. I think it's replacing your ship. So like that's where everyone can congregate. You kind of like send people back there and they'll start like working away on things. Like you like um you ever play let's see. So in Elden Ring, if you like if you meet an NPC like along the way mm-hmm. and then they just appear in the uh, not firelink shrine, but around the table. Oh yeah. The round table holder. And they like called. offer, yeah, the round table hold and they have like, you know, some like dialogue um, or items or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have some dialogue. Spell. They have some things you can sell. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like that probably idea. sounds about right. Um, yeah. We see it says planets are like realms in God of War Ragnarok. So similar type of, mindset going into that which yeah i would consider being close to what the fallen order planets were kind of like um but now we have you know fast travel which is great and then there's ray tracing and dual sense features triggers and haptics which uh, is great i mean they did that with fallen order too i played the entire thing on ps4 and then i transferred it to ps5 to play the platinum stuff and the dual sense felt great dude uh for the ps5 version yeah it feels a lot different yeah, which is really awesome. Super cool. I've been interested to see if different colors feel different. Oh, of the saber? Different lightsaber colors, yeah. Very important, too. We hear that in this game, when you start, obviously, you'll it'll reteach you kind of how to use the abilities, but you don't start with no abilities. They don't Metroidvania you, where you start the next game okay. with nothing. You start powerful, mm-hmm. you get more powerful, which is a big Sweet. concern that I had. Um so that's it wouldn't make sense to not start powerful no it's five years after the first game yeah you have it's gonna be right. a lot more powerful you would assume you'd be more powerful than in the first game yeah um cool 
So also BD1 is customizable. It'll have he'll have five different sections you can customize. It's like legs, Whoa. chest, all the eye pieces. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, it, and the animation's so fun, dude. When you're switching out parts, it like slams onto BD and like BD like gets hit with it like every time you that's switch. So something. cool. Yeah, that's so, fun. so funny. Um, yeah. And then this little quote says from Video Game Chronicles: "says Star Wars Jedi Survivor feels like a third game in the series rather than a direct sequel." Every element from the first game feels more refined, polished, and expanded upon. Awesome. The only thing the jury's still out on is the story, and I cannot wait for this story, dude. Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to be like that consequential for me. This game just sounds no. so fun to play. Yeah, I don't know how consequential either. I just I think the High Republic ties are what I'm excited for. That's about that. Oh, of course, especially after you read the book and everything. Oh my god. Yeah, very exciting for me. Um. But yeah, that is Jedi Survivor. Anything else you want to talk about about it? I just can't wait for this damn game to come out. April 28th. April 28th. And unfortunately, I can't play it that whole weekend. It's going to be painful not to be able to jump yeah. in. I'll have to wait till the next week. Dude, I'm going to be in probably finals prep. Yeah. Tough stuff, dude. Fuck. You, yeah. you can uh, reward yourself with it after finals. You're right. It'll, yeah, because right. then it'll feel good. You'll, you won't feel like you're, uh, you know, I don't know wasting time playing it if for finals or whatever yeah right okay it is time for the clip james clip time baby you want to start the clip i will okay go for it whenever you're ready okay rumors of a new playstation handheld are swirling yet again this comes from games radar over the haven of legitimate info that is the Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit, one subreddit post claimed knowledge of a PlayStation handheld device in the works, or rather, the post author claims to know an Asus employee who themselves knows that Sony is working on a new handheld gaming device. It's a dubious claim at best, and it's been met with the appropriate amount of skepticism everywhere online, or sorry, elsewhere online. For one, giant bomb host Jeff Grubbs, Grubbs. Jeff Grubb believes we should dramatically reduce our expectations of a PlayStation handled device pivoting far away from what some undoubtedly imagine as a PlayStation Vita successor. He says this. This is on Twitter. I'm traveling to Super Nintendo World, but I see the reports about a potential Vita 2, and I would definitely scope down those expectations. I've only ever heard about a cloud streaming handheld. This is... This is crazy because now we have a little insider gaming tom henderson jumping in here saying mm. uh for whatever it's worth insider gaming is claiming that sony's handheld device is in fact in the works but utilizes remote play technology this is this supposed handheld device allegedly codenamed q light is slated to release before the ps5 pro uh itself another wildly rumored sony project apparently in the works uh, this is hardly the first time a ps vita successor rumor has done the rounds hence why it's once again been met with the appropriate skepticism sony could be working on a dedicated handheld gaming device or simply a game streaming device or neither of the aforementioned james well, the rumors basically say that Sony will have a handheld device, will not be a Vita 2. It'll be strictly a remote play machine. That is it. It'll be cheap. It'll be only for remote play. You have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Everything's playing off your PlayStation still. It's just a screen and some controls with haptic feedbacks and trigger um, haptics or trigger whatever they call them. Um, yeah, trigger haptics, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers. There we oh. go. Um, what do you think about do they that? Offer, do they offer a cellular version? Doubtful. That plays a big part in my answer. Doubtful. 
Are you going to pay for a cellular plan? Are you adding this to a cellular plan on your phone bill? Mm. Maybe. But if it can run off a hotspot. True. Huge. It's hard for me to see this being working in a Steam Deck world where like I would rather just pay a hundred extra dollars to get a Steam Deck and then do remote play on my uh, Steam oh, Deck, shit. you know? Yeah. But what if they really beefed up with that haptic and the triggers? And Dude, the, it could be a nice experience. Shit. It could be a nice... What if the experience is just so nice? If the, uh, what if the remote play really hits? I mean, I'll tell you that I was so surprised when I used remote play from... I, here in California, have my PlayStation on rest mm -hmm. mode, brought a controller and my laptop to Texas, busted it open, and was able to play Destiny with minimal latency because both Wi-Fis were pretty good. Uh I was very surprised because I've had really bad experiences with remote play in the past. Because here's the question, Ben. Tell me. Name a place where you name where you would play your handheld that does not already have Wi-Fi. It would be it would be low. It would be like the plane trips that I take every once in a while, or the but car. Planes have Wi-Fi. Planes have Wi-Fi, but you have to pay for it, and it's never going to be good enough mm. to stream a game. Hmm. You know, it's gonna you're gonna get like the two up, two down sort of thing, maybe less. No, you're right. Um, so it, it's hard for me. It's hard if they announce this, I'm gonna buy it. it. It's dumb. It's stupid. I'm gonna buy it. Like I want this really badly, but even more <laughs> yeah. than that, I want to be able to play games locally. Even here's the issue though, I have never we've never seen Sony try to make games for two different systems or anything like they're not going to ask they're not going to go to See, Naughty I think Dog. that's it i think that's it i think that's exactly why is they want they they're i think they're done with proprietary with propri proprietary yeah. games made for handheld they're not doing that yeah. i think they've seen what's going on in nintendo switch mm -hmm. and they saw the witcher 3 running on nintendo switch yeah. and they say we can't we don't want to do that no we don't want to compromise and they, I think in their mind, the only way to not compromise on an incredible handheld experience is by nailing the latency issues that yeah. come with remote play, really getting those down to a T the best they can, right? and then making all other aspects of that experience exceptional. Yeah. And I think the huge thing about handheld for me is that I don't like is the lack of cross progression. I hate having two different right. games. Like for yes. example, I was playing hollow Knight mm -hmm. um, on my switch the other day. And I was like, I was playing with um, my partner and she was like, and I was like, Oh, well like I'm in a different area on my PlayStation save. Like I'm much farther along. Yeah. So and then I was like, damn, I wish I could just like have that. Like I wish I had my progress mm -hmm. here so she could get a more full view of what's going on in the game and I could show it to her better. What was she playing but on? Switch. My Switch. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, dude, because I want to be able to untether from the Wi-Fi, not have latency. I don't want to power it on and just hope that I'm not going to get latency issues. I don't even want that to be on my mind. That's the only issue. But I do like that... Your PS5 is your central thing. Everything lives there. Your um, progress, your everything. Um, that's awesome. This, what would be a good price point for you to be interested in this? Um, like, it's hard for me to say 300, maybe like 250. 
I'm not paying more than 200 for this. I don't think. You're not paying more than 200. Uh-uh. No. It's it's gonna it's got to be like 199, and then that that is like then I'll buy. Whoa. Because dude, you're telling me for right, 300 no processing power. No. In it. Uh-uh. Right. Okay. We're gonna so get an OLED why... screen. God willing, please be an OLED screen, and then it's essentially a controller with a with... screen. With the screen and Wi-Fi capability, yeah, and Wi-Fi capability. Uh huh. There's no way. It, yeah, there's no way it costs more than. It's gonna be whatever the technology a and a make, yeah. of a dual sense, right? Which mm-hmm. it's gonna be above seventy dollars because they have to, you know, somehow make that smaller to fit in a handheld device. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that that is a hundred dollars. Yeah, screen. So like an OLED, like. 30 to OLED 50 dollars probably not going to be 4k but it's no. probably going to be like 1080 max no i think it's gonna be a little more than 1080 do you think we can get a 1440 screen on a handheld i think we get a 1440 screen no shot. i think they need it i That'd think they cool. need to compromise I, th- I think they need to they differentiate themselves um they differentiate themselves but they need to make every other aspect of it incredible well then there we get into an issue too are we going to be 1440p streaming like from Wi-Fi, is that going to cause more mm. problems with latency? I don't know. The no. higher frame rates would cause more issues too. Are we going to see this mm-hmm. maxed out at sixty? Probably. Probably. I'm going to guess sixty ten eighty. Um. Yeah. We also got another handheld announcement this week too, uh, from ASUS. That's why. That's oh, where this came from. ROG. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a higher resolution screen than Steam Deck, coming in at a cheaper price. That and it's. Basically saying you can do all the things that a Steam Deck can do uh, for cheaper and less bulky. So we'll see. It's crazy. Whenever those preview thing comes out, I'm excited to see how that does. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I think handhelds aren't dead. I think for a while we thought they were dead. Switch has this like, Switch just dominates that space. And then people are getting reinterested in it and we're starting to see it. Because I, I think people do play handheld. I mean, I'm thinking of scenarios even in this, this house where a handheld PlayStation could come in handy, you know? Well, I'm thinking I, like, I can't see that. Tell me about everybody's it. upstairs hanging out. I don't want to mm-hmm. sit down here playing games. You know what I mean? Someone's playing games no, up there and wanna... stuff. I want to go, go hang out there, but I'd bring my, my little PlayStation portable handheld or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Being on the conversation yeah. while you're playing a little indie game or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. That sounds nice. Oh yeah. I could buy this. I'm disappointed that it's only cloud streaming. But I can't imagine IGN putting out two different review scores, one for the PS5, which they give a 10 out of 10, and then the next one is a 6 out of 10 for the handheld version that they have to squash all the visuals. Like, that would be a, that would be a hellscape for PlayStation. Yeah, it would not be good. Not at all. Hmm. I hope this comes in white to match the I hope ecosystem. It comes in, I think it will. I with, think it has to. With a nice, bright OLED screen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Gets me real happy uh that is all we got on the playstation handheld uh thank you guys so much for watching if you want to watch this entire clip you can go on youtube.com slash ugly casual uh become a member you can watch this whole clip or you can go on audio platforms and uh, listen to this entire podcast where we also talk about jedi survivor previews and marvel's adventure finally kicking the freaking bucket thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you next time bye bye i forgot that we were in the clip that was a long clip that was a long clip epic um okay Bring us into our final story. Marvel's Avengers is getting its last patch ever today. And there's a lot behind this, Vincent. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed feelings about this. 
Um, yeah. This comes from IGN. Crystal Dynamics revealed the patch via a vlog post, which thanks players for their support. The patch focuses on introducing some final features to the game and includes a host of new bug fixes. Patch 2.8 makes many of the game's cosmetic cosmetics more accessible, fully removing the shipments and hero challenge card systems from the game, and instead putting their rewards in the marketplace. The update also automatically converts players' credits, balances, into in-game resources and turns heroes, catalysts, and fragment extractors into a permanent 1.5 times multiplier, multiplier on earned fragments and XP. Additionally, players who earned at least one trophy before April 1st will receive Iron Man's variable threat response battle suit as a thank you gift. Um, so I don't know what half of these things mean. Let me tell you. They What they did is this update removed any sort of grind progression at all. So it's like, yes, you can still level up and play the game if you would like to, because that's like, that's, I mean, there's that's the game, the game, that's the game. Yeah. But any sort of like, you have to play this mission 30 times or whatever. It's like, get this piece to then upgrade this, whatever. It's like, play it one time. You have the max piece, like you're ready to go. It's like, as long as you play all the content, you can have a fully, like the best character in the game. Um, and with any suit, because all marketplace items are unlocked now, which, and they have a lot, a lot of really cool ones too. There's, there's a ton. Um, yep. Which, this is fun. I don't think this is going to get anybody new into the game by any means. I, I don't think it's like, it, it feels like a reward for the people that have played it in a sense. Like, oh, here's everything. Mm -hmm. Like, there's we've done everything we can to keep this game alive. Like, this is what we got sort of deal. Play it and enjoy it. Um, and I think, it, I think that's cool. I kind of want to jump in one more time. Maybe. I don't know. I saw a lot of tweets from Gene Park about this. What was he saying? And he was saying, he was saying... I can't believe they made as their like swan song. They really made the game the most fun it's ever been. Yeah. They're like, this is also, I, he said like, this is the time for new players to jump in. Like now, now it's more of a marketable game yeah. because it's not grindy. Like now it's actually fun. Yeah. He said, now I'm having fun with the game. That's crazy. Now that there's no grind. That, yeah, that's wild. I, I'm sad that this game is dead, but there's so many problems with it. Like even the scope of what it is at its core was like unfixable, uh, like all the things surrounding it. So it makes sense that it's gone this way, but it, it is, it is sad. I think, I think of the time I played with like Black Panther when that DLC came out and I had such a fun time playing through that. But that was the highlight. The base game is not the highlight of the game at all. Like Black Panther extra piece, it was free a couple hours, but it took him years to even get to that. And nobody played that because the game was already under such hot, I don't know, hot water scrutiny, I guess. Yeah. If you have this platinum trophy, shout out. That's going to be a very rare one. God bless you. That's going to be a cool one to have on the shelf. Okay. Rest in peace. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> I'm sure Greg Miller has it. Oh, he does. Yeah, they talk they talk about it on the shows. It's pretty funny. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, it involved running one mission 50 times. Uh, that was one of the one of the things. That's insane. And it's a 30-minute mission. I did it like twice and I was like, and I had a post-it note. I was going to start tallying up all the ones I've done. I got to like 3 yeah. and I was like, yeah, forget it, bro. I'm not doing this. <laughs> God, it's bad. <sighs> um, I'm still not going to pick up this game. Still not gonna play it. It was free on PlayStation Plus one one month. 
uh, if you collected it. Did I just it. not pick it up? I don't know. I bet you did. It's just sitting Maybe there. Maybe I did. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, Kate Bishop, when um, they added her, she was awesome. But there was like a no content for yeah, her to play yeah. with. So it was like, yeah. why Like, why are you doing this? Why would we do this? Spider-Man mm-hmm. sucked. That was really bad. So bad, dude. I remember looking at that. Yeah. And I was like, this is so not good. Yeah. Um, is that it? Is that it for the news? That's it, James. I want to talk a little bit about what you've been playing this week. Jumped into God of War this week. Jumped into God of oh, War earlier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, um, tell me about that. Yeah, we... Uh, where am I at in this stupid game? Um, Got a big new update this week, too. Yeah, it did get a big new update this week. Got a new game plus now. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of new armor sets. Yeah, I'm with um, still with Freya. Went back to little camp. And now we're back on this other place. I'm doing a little side side okay. mission before going back to um, Brock and Sindri's house mm-hmm. to get on to the next thing after the whole like Freya backstory and like the with her brother and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like a little bit of a low moment for me, to be honest. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what the next big story beat is, but where's Atreus right now? What's he doing? I forgot where the fuck Atreus is. Okay. If okay. He was like he did the whole thing with uh what's her face? Uh huh. Um he already did that whole thing. I don't know where he is now. Cool. I, I think it's about to pick up like to the end. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a big big uh I don't know, big push to the end. Here. Okay. It's really good stuff. Anything cool. else you can play? Nothing. Nothing. I'm nothing this week. Besides uh, a little bit of Hollow Knight. Which is awesome. Just for a second, yeah. Um, I played... I've been playing a little bit more Destiny. It's Iron Banner week. So I've been playing a lot of Iron Banner, which has been fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got the full armor set with Enzo yesterday. It was awesome. And then... Nice. um, What else? Oh, I started a new game, James, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but I, I think you might like it. I'm about an hour in, so I don't really, jury's still out. It's called A Space for the Unbound, and it is a independent game from uh, Taiwan, I want to say. That's what I Whoa, think I was this reading. Looks so cool. And it says these, I was reading about it and watching some stuff, and I saw some people review it saying that it's totally like underrated for this year. Like definitely one of the best games that's come out in 2023 so far. And like, Oh my God. This looks so cool. The story presentation is similar to like your name and weathering with you, how they like relay information. It's kind of like mystical, but like also kind of grounded in a sense of like, um, and the themes are really interesting that they're exploring. So, um, yeah, I'm about an hour into that and I'm really, really liking it so far. It was on sale on PlayStation for, ten dollars i think oh my god yeah so i just i picked it up and started it it was very relaxing to play uh like a before bed sort of game this would be perfect for my playstation handheld that doesn't exist right now but um Mm. i yeah i'm really really liking it it doesn't have any like special features on the playstation version or anything it's like you know just ported to ps4 ps5 but i'm i'm really really liking it so far i cannot wait to to play more um the gameplay is kind of you know it's like a pixel art kind of you walk back and forth between areas but the 
uh, the special gameplay thing is you have this like book where you can dive into people and you see like if oh. somebody's like really tired you can like dive into them and find out why they're tired what's going on in their life and like all this kind of oh. stuff it's really it's very deep it's cool really enjoying it so far um are you gonna watch mario i have tickets for mario at 9 p.m tonight in imax i can't wait i think i'm gonna go with regine tomorrow i'm doing a double feature tonight james yeah doing D D, dungeons and dragons and then i have five minutes in between shit. and then mario oh shit i'm i gotta watch D D too i'm excited for it i heard it's fun yeah um gene perk tweeted out sad professional use the editors at washington post rejected my pitch for my piece bowser's invasion of the mushroom kingdom is exactly like january 6th <laughs> i can't wait for this dude can't wait for this damn movie <laughs> it's gonna be awesome it's so good i can't wait um 50 watched... critic score and 95 94 audience score yeah i don't know i don't know about quality of the movie but it looks so fun i don't care like it's gonna be enjoyable i don't care to me the music's gonna hit and it's just gonna be fun yeah i also saw air last night you saw air Uh uh-huh the ben affleck matt damon jason bateman nike movie about the jordans oh god ultimate dad movie it was great oh god it was great um that's all I have for the show today, Vincent. Amazing. That's all I have, I'm too. I'm trying to look for more. Oh, the live-action Minecraft movie starring Jason Momoa will release on April 4th, 2025. And Jared Leto and Steve Carell will all be in that as well. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, it shall, shall be interesting. That's all we got for you guys on episode 156 of Checkpoint for April 5th uh yeah thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching and all you do please stay on the lookout for those interviews that we have on youtube this week and uh on tiktok we're gonna post them everywhere and all that kind of stuff so thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week james any final words that's it thank you so much for watching adios